Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. Welcome, everybody. And today is uh, somewhat of a monumental occasion in the sense that today is the one-year anniversary of me kicking off this podcast. Can you believe it? It's already been one year. And I am so thankful um, to be here with you um, and and be able to speak my mind and um, have some followers <laughs> and some listeners who listen to me. But again, I'm just thankful to be here, to be here with all of you. But so let me do this traditionally. Let me start off with our song here and uh, just to kind of give you a taste of what's to come. There's a few different selections that I'm going to play today that may not fully have a theme or anything, but this one I, I do particularly like and uh, I think you'll like it too. That's Nirvana. God rest Kurt Cobain's soul. <sighs> Definitely a troubled soul. But definitely um, one, if you can imagine what it would be like if he was still here today. And I don't know if back then, you know, I, I don't know his life. I only know what you read in the tabloids in the in the news or online you know it seemed like he struggled even though he had fame and wealth and a baby um and then there's these conspiracy theories about you know he didn't really kill himself somebody else killed him and and you know it goes on you know so who really knows right they say it's, it wasn't possible that he could kill himself with a shotgun, that it was just, 
you know, it's too hard to pull the trigger or whatever. You know, I don't know. I never tried and I'm never going to try, right? But, but you know, de- definitely it's a sad, sad situation to think about Kurt Cobain and um, what kind of music he would have created. And today, if he was still alive, right, he would probably be in his, what, his 50s or something. Um, probably Nirvana, Nirvana would still be around, right? You know, who knows? Who knows, right? But anyways, that's not really about <laughs> today. Um, it, it's more about the one-year anniversary. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, so we got to be happy, right? You know, about that. And know that this one year ago that I took this chance and I said, you know what, Joseph, I am going to um, have a podcast. And because I want to get my voice out there. And I've said this time and time again. I'm a nobody. I'm a regular Joe. And some of you out there may listen to me and like what I have to say. Some of you may not care because I'm a nobody. I'm not a Joe Rogan. I'm not a, I'm not a politician. Um, where, you know, you may say, well, what does he have to say that's so important? I might as well listen to somebody who, who, who's been authenticated or who's been validated by society um, for their views, Right? But, you know, deep down, this is for those who listen, my podcast, this is for my family, my daughter. This is, again, I always say this again, this is my record of my thought process, who I am, right? And so that one day, you know, if my family ever decides to listen for me, listens to my voice, what I have to say, um, they have it here. They have it here. Um, but again, who knows how long this podcast will go. I've thought about mixing it up a little bit. You know, putting a, a more biblical Christian perspective in my pods. And maybe one day I will. You do know I put, um, some of you who listen to me, I do put some scriptures in here and scriptures to go over, you know, things that, that I'm going through or or sometimes I just want to give you a good message of biblical scripture to 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 help all of you out there who struggle. Right? And I think it's important that we do have that. Um this one year has been tough. And going back to last year, where was I in May? Well, I was at my previous job, not that I'm where I'm at now. Right now, in July, I'm going to be hitting one year at my current job, which has been great. So far, so good, I can say. The job that I was at at that time, um, which was a good company, don't get me wrong. Um, I think I was struggling at that time. 
and I wanted to leave already. I was only there for a few months uh, since January of uh, 2020. And I was ready to book it, you know. Sometimes each of us out there, we go through those positions where we're there and we don't really want to be there anymore. But we can't exactly leave yet. We have to look for something else. Right? And we will all make those choices in life. Start a new job, go to a new school, start a family, get married, have a child, whatever that may be for you. Buy a house. And when you think of the year, and you think of years in general, right? We should always reflect on the previous year. And it's not that we're living in the past, right? It's not that at all. It's more about how we think about if we've grown or not, or how we've grown, or if we've grown. I think it's important to think about that. Do I feel I've grown? Yes. Has it been a struggle this year with pandemic and things closed down and COVID and, and staying inside and, and you know, everything that's taken place? It has. Mm. One of the things I do struggle with right now is, you know, because I'm a, a, a church goer, I go to church, is physically going back. And when I listen to messages online or, you know, uh, from pastors that I, I follow and listen to, they continuously say, you know, you need to come back. You need to come back to church. You need to physically be here. And I get that. They say, if you're not sick, if you don't have any worries, if you've gotten your vaccination, that's fine. I've gotten one shot of my vaccination. And I'll get the second one next week sometime. But um, I am ready. I'm not fearful. I am not fearful. And it's easy to get comfortable sitting at home watching your service, eating your breakfast, whatever, you know. I've gotten comfortable in the sense of Sunday morning doing my morning jog, getting into my routine. And part of that is, you know, our time here is so short, especially with my wife who works on weekends. And her day starts usually around 3 to like 11 or 12 sometimes. So we don't get a lot of time on the weekends with her. And not that I'm saying that, oh, well, church is a waste of time and I'm just killing time and I, I'm taking away from time from family time. No, I would never say that. But I will have to go back. I will. Right? It's hard. The hardest thing is um, my daughter just finished second grade to be home for the summer. And those kind of situations are hard to accept and deal with. You know, your, your child is growing up. She's eight. Then nine, and then 10, and 11, and before you know it, she's 18, and then 20, and 21, and 30, and 40, and hopefully I live that long. 
But I do worry about her, like any parent worries, that their kids will be okay. You want them to be okay and survive on their own, take care of themselves when they get older, because you know mom and dad ain't gonna be around forever. There's gonna be a time when I'm gonna pass on. Right? It's hard thinking about those now because I have no, I have no way to know what that future is going to be like for her. Right? Neither do us of us know. You know the generations are changing so rapidly, right? The generation being born today, literally today, is going to be a different generation than when my daughter was born eight years ago. Which eight years may not seem all that big a difference, but um, it, it can def a lot can happen, right? A lot can happen. And thinking about my job, thinking about where I'm at, I'm only 41, right? Have a long life to live, hopefully. Have a long way to go. So you think about years and anniversaries. And you think about where you're at, where you're going, your growth. And as an instructor who teaches in a college, I see students from all walks of life. I see students who are 18 or 20, some are 30s, 40s. Sorry, everyone, I had to pause for a second. <laughs> you know, when you have to step away. Um, so thinking about, you know, those changes and um, you know not overanalyzing what may come when what may not come you know who knows what this life will bring right and um, sometimes you hope that each year is going to be a little bit better you know um, at least you hope so but for many, this year has been horrible. Financially, family-wise, and some people are just struggling every single day, right? To, to get ahead, to make it, you know? And it's, it's difficult, right? It's very difficult. Um, And what's this all have to do with the anniversary, right? Well, because each year we get older, right? Each year we age. Each year our opinions change, our thoughts change, our character changes. And we're never the same people we were a year ago. I know I'm not the same person I was a year ago. Definitely not five years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago. I would prefer to have been the Joseph that I am today, 20 years ago. Probably would have made some better choices, different choices. You know, 
So, you know, we, we live in an age where there's constant division and hate and hate and change and you hope that it gets better but it's only getting worse even in our country the United States where anti-semitism is on the rise uh, white supremacy is on the rise people shooting up the places on the rise hate is on the rise and you know like the Bible says that this is supposed to happen. God already knows what's going to happen. Because, you know, we as people can't get along. As much as people will say, well, no, we, you know, we, 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 we should try to get along. We should try to be better people. We should try to work towards unity. And in my opinion, that's almost impossible in, in some cases. I'm not saying... It can't happen. It's possible. But people have to put their selves aside. Their selfishness aside. You know. If they want to see change. Because in many times in society. It's just about me, 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 me. It's just about me. It's about my needs. It's about what I get out of life. It's about what I can get. Right? And I'm not saying that. Well, our needs are not important. Of course they are. We need to all survive and thrive, in a sense. We should all work towards being able to live a life where we have food on the table. We have a roof over our head, clothes on our back, and still be okay and not struggle and struggle and struggle each day. Right? And it's so key and important, right? It's an important part. So how do we get there? We have to bring back or have some humility in our life. We have to have humility in how we live our life. But all too often, it's just about us. Selfishness, hate. And hopefully one day that will stop. Definitely when one day this world will end, which most of us, you know, including myself, will probably be gone already. But who knows, right? <laughs> Even I don't know that. It could end tomorrow, for all we know. God can, Jesus can come back tomorrow, right? And many Christians, including myself, hope for that day. And it's not to end life. It's not because we want to destroy the earth or, or destroy society or humanity. But because even after so many centuries, since the existence of man, since the existence of Adam and Eve, people haven't changed all that much. There's still selfishness. There's still greed. Um, I recently wrote a blog on my personal blog about gluttony. Gluttony. 
And you may say, well, what is gluttony? You know, you, you probably heard that word before, gluttony, right? And let me just read you the definition. It's a habitual greed or excess in eating. It's not just eating, but it's another, it's one of the seven deadly sins, right? Gluttony is a, a lack of self-control. All sin is a lack of self-control. Gluttony is no different. The sin of gluttony is when you don't eat to live, but rather you live to eat. The desire for food has overcome your desire to be healthy, to make wise financial decisions, and worst of all, your desire to your to obey God. Right? And and what brought what. Let's go eat with my Minecraft. Thank you, Daddy. Mm-hmm. I have to log me into my camera. Just text me the password. No, no, hold on. Hold on, everybody. Putting a game into my daughter's uh, Nintendo here. And Kayla here. Just let it finish. Let it finish. It's downloading. Yeah, so what what brought this this blog of gluttony? And I've been thinking about this topic for a long time. Um, particularly particularly since I've been, you know, on a weight loss journey and, and you know, gluttony usually comes into mind with food and looking at old pictures of myself and to me I look horrible I look horrible I look severely overweight and I look at myself a year ago and I didn't really start losing a lot of my weight until like January which is when I really started buckling down on my weight loss and getting healthier. But so far, I've lost close to 40 pounds. 40 pounds, people. And I feel better. I look better. You see the noticeable difference in um, the camera now. And I'm not saying that I'm, I'm doing this for, you know, vanity reasons. Although, it's part of it. Because weight loss is not just an is not just about losing weight you know it it is but it's also about getting healthier it's also about looking better looking like the way you were meant to be to be honest and that's my opinion now you may out there like the way you look if you are overweight or obese um 
but it's not the healthiest thing. And I was pretty drawn back by recent articles, and I don't, I forgot where I read it, but if you guys want to look it up yourselves, but there was an article recently about how being obese, and I think it was by the CDC or somebody, being obese doesn't necessarily mean you're unhealthy, which is preposterous in my opinion. But again, they're the CDC or whoever wrote that article. And basically it was like, it was stating that, okay, well, because you're obese, you know, you could still have like a healthy heart. You could still have healthy bones. You could still have healthy blood, cholesterol, whatever. And maybe that's true. But does that mean you should live like that? Does that mean you should be obese and, and live a life of struggle with that all that extra weight on you? And many of you have probably seen that show, um, My 600 Pound Life, here in the United States, where literally the person is 600 or more plus pounds, right? 800 pounds. And they're like a, like a walking bomb, so to speak, where they could just die any moment. And many of them do. Because the weight that they are carrying is so strenuous to their heart, to their vital organs. I don't know anybody could, who could agree that a person that has that kind of weight um, is healthy. Right? Well, one thing that, you know, growing up, and, I've, and some of you have I mentioned this way before too, is I grew up with a family who struggled with weight loss, who struggled with their weight. Who suffered with obesity. One of those people was my aunt, who unfortunately is no longer with us. She died very young, in her 40s. And she struggled with weight for much of her life. She was a tall woman, she was about six feet tall. And she was always going to weight loss programs. I think she tried like weight lot weight watchers. She did like Lindora, you know, you know, who knows what other ones. And also my, my mom and sister also took part in those programs too. Even from a very young age. Now, I'm not saying they didn't do this, but I, because I, I, I'm sure they did, but I just didn't see them. I wasn't around. But you know, exercise, walking, running. But I think the argument is for many people, well, Joseph, you don't know their life. You don't know what they struggle with. You're not that weight. You don't know how hard it is to walk, to run when you are 100 pounds overweight. And yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But you got to start somewhere. As the old saying goes, no pain, no gain, right? And yes, some people, you know, suffer weight gain because they're thyroid or they have high blood pressure or they have diabetes or... And a lot of 
these sicknesses, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. Can go away in time by losing that extra weight. I'm not a doctor, you know, but I do see, you know, like things like diabetes where, yeah, people do lose the weight and they still have diabetes. So diabetes isn't something that just can go away sometimes. But I've also seen cases where people say, yeah, I lost all the weight I always want and I'm, I don't, I'm no longer have diabetes anymore. I know everybody's different. But at least your heart, your vital organs are not under strain. Now I think what Now I don't know the full story about my aunt Her name was Elizabeth When she passed um, She struggled with her weight Like I said She struggled with her weight in the workplace Where even co-workers reported her Because they, they reported that she didn't bathe That she smelled bad And that's one of the downsides I've seen in extremely overweight people or obese people is they omit this this kind of odor. It's really strong to me. And they could do they could do everything they can to shower and clean and and do all that. I think it has to do with like just the amount of folds in their skin, you know, that they're unable to always clean or, or keep dry and people sweat. And it omits an odor, right? And it, and it's, it's like a musty type odor. And it, it's strong. It's strong at times. And I remember one time. I've come across many extremely large people who emit that same odor. And I've always said to myself, that's something I don't want to happen to me. People, I don't know if people who are that size recognize they are emitting an odor because many times people can't smell themselves, surprisingly. You know, some do, some can, you know. You know, can you smell if you have body odor? I don't know. Unless I put my arm against my pit, you know, I'll be able to smell of that. But sometimes people can't. Can you smell if you have bad breath? Many of us can't, right? But if people are kind, are not kind enough, but if they tell you, hey, you you're, you smell you you and you need to do something about that, right? It's embarrassing. But again, is everybody go through this? I don't know. Who knows, right? All right. So now let me kick off my next song here because you've been hearing me ramble on for a little bit. So what would be a song that, you know, is a little bit different? We had some Nirvana. I'm going to play you another 90s band here. Two of them are both 90s. So let me play this one. I think you'll like it.
I like this song, Smashing Pumpkins. And you know, a lot of the songs I play are from the 90s, right? 80s and 90s. And why is that? Well, that was because it's my part of my generation, right? This song is what you call like a coming of age song, right? And even Billy Corgan, I believe that's his name, you know. So this song, sorry, I always have to keep putting on pause. And this song is about coming at age. Um, Billy Corgan, I believe what I was reading was that when he, in 1979, he was 12 years old, right? So he's older than I am. I was born, in, I was actually born in 79. So, and um, how he was transitioning in between adulthood, although he was only 12, but doing adult type things, like things like chores, but with the lack of worry about the full responsibility because he was still a child. I think about, you know, what this song would be called if it was in my generation. Probably it would be called um, 1989 or I don't know, or 1991 or, you know, or 92, um, which is when I would be 12 years old. And definitely coming into the age where I felt like I was growing up. I feel deep down I had to grow up a lot earlier than I wanted to. I feel like as a young child, I was kind of forced into child labor from my grandfather who made me work and do chores. And, and these are not just like taking out the trash. This was doing much more like just mowing the lawn. This was physical labor. 
carrying, I remember one time carrying bags of 50 pounds sacks of cement. And you know, yeah, I was a chunky kid, so I could probably handle it, but still. Is that something you want a 12 year old to be doing? Hard labor in the backyard, you know? I don't know. Some of you may say, oh, Joseph, you're probably exaggerating. You probably didn't have anything like that. Come on now. Uh, but it was a hard age at 12 years old. I wrote a lot of my creative stories during that time. And a lot of them um, dealt with the idea of like running away. <laughs> and, um, and, and getting away and, and disappearing, you know? And that's how I felt at those times. Because I didn't want to be home. I didn't want to be in that environment. Some of the best days, in a sense, were when I went with my dad on the weekends, every other weekend, I should say, when it was time for us to spend time with us, me and my sister. We'd go to grandma's. We'd also visit great-grandma in Cerritos. We'd also stay at our grand our, my grandma's house, grandfather's. My dad lived there, too. And we'd stay there for the weekend, eating pizza, drinking soda, drinking, eating candy, playing video games, watching movies. It was like, do whatever you want, kids. Right? And it was our freedom away from the home for the weekend. But deep down, I never really thought about what my mom was going through during those weekends away with us. She probably was being tortured by my grandfather, put down, verbal abuse, maybe even physical, who knows, right? I never really thought about that until today, you know? What did my mom go through while me and my sister were away on the weekends with my father? I never really asked her. But, thinking about those times of coming of age. I felt like the coming of age for me was 18 maybe? Between the ages of 18 to 22 when I started to barely come into age. Feel some sense of responsibility. It's painful to think about it sometimes. It really is. Because I think what I've, what could I have done differently back then in my life? And maybe be in a better place today. And I dwell on that a lot. What could I have done differently back then to have a better life today? It's hard to think about that. Very difficult. Take a deep breath. Right. Try to take a deep breath. <laughs> oh. My chest hurts start thinking about it, and not because I'm having like a heart attack or anything. It's just painful. It's painful to think about. So we should all think about those times early in our life when we take our kids aside when they're 18 when they're at a young age and really talk to them about their life, 
what they see, where, where do they see themselves being in life? Where do they see themselves going? And I know kids may shrug their shoulders like, I don't know, I don't know, dad, I don't know, mom. I don't know what, where I want to go with my life yet. Okay. But just let the kids know you're going to be there to support them. You're not just going to cut the cord, which many parents do today, right? They're like, well, okay, you're 18 years old. Get the hell out of my house. Get out of here. I don't want you here. Get out. If I was to do that, that's 10 years away. Would I do that to my daughter? No, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. But many parents do. Many kids go into the military because they know mom and dad don't want them around. So where else are they going to go if they don't have a, a career yet? That's if you can get into the military, right? But um, thinking about that. So, what's new in my life? <laughs> well, so let's go in a little more of a current event direction now. So, next week is um, my one, well, almost my one year um, evaluation for my job. So, I'm looking forward to seeing what that's going to entail, right? I'm, as far as I sound, it sounds positive, as far as I know. It's not like going to be the old rail railroading that I got back in 2018 from my other company who railroaded me with a very poor evaluation which I felt like I didn't deserve so hopefully this will not be any different other than that the workload is doing okay I'm at peace at where I'm at right now I don't intend to leave. Teaching is going well as well. I get new crops of students sometimes every week. Mostly new students come every month, but I don't usually get brand new students every week, but sometimes it happens. Um, but other than that, that is going well. With the wife, hopefully, and works that once um, she's gonna take my daughter to, you know, possibly go to El Salvador for a week or two, maybe a little bit longer, just to go visit her family, because you know she hasn't been there for years, and my daughter's never been there, and just enjoy, and get a rest, and spend time with her family. Her mom is older, so she never knows when she's not going to be around anymore. And I just, after that, I would like my wife to start looking for another job. Because the job is that she has right now, it's part-time, but it's in fast food. And it's really affecting her. Physically, mentally, it, it, you know, it's, fast food is not the best place to work. Many places today treat their employees like laborers, like they're just like second-class citizens. And my wife is no different. She does it to help the family, and I would love for her not to work, 
but we're just not there financially at this point. We are getting there, slowly but surely, and I'm trying. My heart is to get us there, as quickly as possible. But other than that, everything seems to be on track. And, you know, this year is going by so fast. It's already going to be June 1st in a couple days. And almost halfway through the year, right? Which is scary. Sometimes you have this, this bits of silence and I apologize for that folks because I'm just thinking about what I want to say sometimes, what's on my mind. Because I'm not here to waste your time either. Sometimes we just need to take a step back and think about what we want to say. Instead, some people just talk and talk and talk and spew garbage and have nothing of value to say, right? So let me play my last song here. And this one's a little bit different, but let's, let's, you know, I like it. And let's see if you recognize who it is, right? The last one was Smashing Pumpkins. Before that was Nirvana. Let's see who you, if you know who this is by any chance.
Did you guys figure out who it is? Well, her name's Macy Starr. Fade Into You. This song's a little bit about, um, from what I've read, is about the first kiss, really, and how it just lingers, right? And, um, and how many of us will remember that first kiss and how special it was. Even if you're married or you have a, a boyfriend now or a girlfriend now or whatever, that first kiss is really quite special. It may have been awkward, but it was still regardless special. And I, I'll remember mine. It did feel special. Although that person's no longer in my life anymore, and that relationship didn't last very long because of my own, I don't know, immaturity, right? Hormones, who knows, right? But this song I love because I've always remember, I love the video of it. If you guys ever watch Fade Into Me, the, by Macy Star, the video, it's it's pretty nice. There's those songs here that I, I downloaded this today, but I can only put a few of them today, and I'll probably play the rest next time. But um, traditionally, what I've been playing before is some hair metal. <laughs> you know, some Cinderella, you know. Maybe I'll play some Bon Jovi, who knows, right? But anyways. Today's message was just about, hey, Thinking about that one year anniversary. Thinking about this year, next year, the future. Thinking about your life. Thinking about how do you record where you're going, what you've done. Because all too often we don't do that. We just move on. The year's gone. Okay, well, what did I do? I don't know. How was your year? I, yeah, it was all right. It's pretty good. Okay, well, what, what made it all right? Um, well, this was good. Okay, well, what else? I'm sure there's a lot of good moments. Yeah, I just can't remember. So let's remember those moments, people. Let's remember those failures, those successes, big or small. Record them, document them, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what all we have. Do you want people to remember you? Some of you out there may not. Some people may say, oh, I don't care. I don't want people remembering me when I pass. Let them forget about me. Who cares? And most people do forget about you. You could, even though you say, well, we love, people love me. Yeah, I'm sure they do. But after a while, you pass away. You're not there anymore. Does that make them stop loving you? No. They're still going to love you. But they may not always remember you. They may not always remember you. And many people have passed in my life. Grandparents, aunts, mom. But there's certain ones I do always remember every day. Like my mom. Who I wish every day she was here. You know? To see my daughter grow up, to see me grow up, to, to see me 
um, into adulthood. But not everybody's that fortunate. And I don't want to get into it like I've spoken before. Sometimes I am angry that people have their moms and dads around. My dad's still around, yeah? He doesn't live with me, but he's still around. But mom is a very important part of the family. And I know that. So hopefully you guys out there try to take the time to document your family. Document your heritage. Either in a writing or a pod or, or something, you know. Do it. Well, anyways, everyone, I think today we'll finish off this pod, right? And leave this as a, just a, a good moment to remember for all of us. So let me finish off with my song here. As I always say, come as you are. Because that's all you can come as you are. Because you are all special as you are. But we can always do better. We can always be better friends. Better spouses. Better brothers. Better sisters. Better lovers. Better better everything. Better students. Better teachers. So why not make yourself better? We can all be better, right? I'm trying. I'm trying. It's a work in progress. Thank you everybody for your time. Your continuous support to me in this year listening to me babble and rant and rave and it's much appreciated God bless everybody have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend which we cannot forget is a remembrance of all those soldiers who died who sacrificed for this country in the United States especially everybody out there now I don't have any Soldiers that died that I know of. I had a grandfather who was in World War II, but he passed of natural. He died in old age. He didn't die in the battlefield, but he's a veteran. So I'll celebrate him in Veterans Day. But enjoy this weekend, folks. Spend time with your family. Love them. Hug them. Hold them tight. Stay blessed. Stay safe. And wear a damn mask wherever you go until it's time not to. Thank you, everybody. God bless.